0: So in Mesopotamia you've got Enkidu, in the Hebrew Bible you have Samson, uh, for the Greeks you have uh, Hercules, and I guess in, for the Norse you would probably have Thor. Uh, these ideas of these huge, uh, strong characters, uh, is, they're well known throughout the world. I'm sure I could fill an episode just uh, naming them. But when you come to the Celts, the uh, warrior par excellence, the uh, the guy who gets it done is Cúhollán. And I wanted to get back to the Celtic myths here and hopefully try to do at least one of these a week. And it seemed the best way to get back in today would be with a short story from the life of Cúhollán. And before I do that, just a small paragraph about Chulainn from James MacKillop's Dictionary of Celtic Mythology, which, uh, as I have said many times before, and will continue to do so, uh, is one of the best uh, reference books about mythology that I know of. This is what he has to say about Chulainn: He is the greatest hero in early Irish literature, and the principal hero of the Ulster Cycle. Along with Lug Lamaphota and Fionn Macumel, Cahallan is one of the three great heroes of early Ireland, all of whom may derive from a common source and may in fact be identical, which is uh, another matter entirely. That's wonderful that you can just come out and say that. All of whom may derive from a common source and may in fact be identical in the same way I imagine that, that they say that uh, um, Gilgamesh and Enkidu are possible early models for uh, Achilles and Patroclus in the Iliad. Uh, Kuhalan is the child of divine and human parents. Uh, he was first known by the name Set- Setanta. Set-anta and did not win the name by which we know him until he had performed heroic feats at the age of seven. Learned 19th century commentators routinely compared him to Hercules and to Siegfried for his feats of valor and supremacy over all contenders. Surviving stories about him are extensive and he is the principal figure in the Tyne Boculnia, the Irish Epic. His characteristic quickness and small, dark stature have suggested to some commentators that Koholin may be derived from Gaulish mercury, as described in Caesar's commentaries in the 1st century BCE. At one time, he was thought to derive from the Gaulish god Asus, although that assertion is now disputed. His birth name, Saitanta, suggests a link with the early British people, the Cetanei, who were described by Ptolemy in the 2nd century AD. At times, his portrayal suggests parallels with the earlier Celtic figure, Ogmios. And I think that what we can say here just generally is that when you have a figure who is connected to... Uh, two other heroes in a uh, in a a cycle of mythology, in this case uh, Finn McCool and uh, Lug Lamphota, and when you can compare him to Hercules and Siegfried, or as I just did with uh, Enkidu and Samson and uh, Thor as well, and later on uh, uh, people think he's connected to uh, uh, early gaulish version of mercury or asus uh, what you can say probably is that he is one of those types we as human beings like to hear stories about this type of person and so it becomes very easy when you when you want to to find connections between characters like this or if you can imagine Uh, Living back in the day in any of these cultures, if you already had a story about uh, Mercury or Asus or Hercules or whoever sat down and was writing about Siegfried first did it, uh, it's also not uh, such an impossible idea that they would have had the stories of past heroes that they knew about from their culture and from others uh, working in their minds. The story that I wanted to read from today comes from that... Uh, it, it is the story where he uh, gets the name Kuhulan. That's why I did not give the uh, derivation of the word uh, of the name, because you will hear it, uh, you will get it from the story itself. Uh, he gets his name at the age of seven and is born as Setanta. And this is a story taken from the Tyne Bulkulnia the translation the wonderful translation by Thomas Kinsella and this will give an idea uh, of uh, of just how uh, these Irish stories worked and you can also get a sense not just of I guess how old these stories must have been Um, not just the sense that I just gave of, of there being long traditions of stories about people like this stories of people of great strength who can sweep aside uh, norms and solve problems and uh, just also wreak havoc at some point but there's also just the sense that this is great popcorn this is this is going to the movies for the people who first heard these stories uh, recited and actually, I do remember uh, the documentary series called In Search of Ancient Ireland. And uh, if anyone has a chance to see it, uh, PBS did it about 15, 16 years ago. And one of the sequences uh, in that is just a wonderful, uh, uh, the, the, the documentary crew dropped in the middle of an Irish city, I can't remember which one, where all the kids of the village are reenacting the life of Kohalan. So that is still uh, right there in the life and in the city and in the blood. This is the story from Thomas Kinsella's translation of the Tain Cúailnge. Another time, the men of Ulster were in their pangs. That is another story entirely as well, where the, the men of Ulster are... Uh, Probably, I should probably do a digression here just to say this quickly. Uh, at one point, the men of Ulster, I believe the story is is that they sort of torture a woman, I can't remember her name, into uh, is it racing with horses, do, doing a race of some kind, I think, with horses. The only problem is, is, that, is that she's pregnant, and that by forcing her to race, and I believe she wins the race, she also gives birth you know, at the finish line. And she puts a curse on the men of Ulster that uh, at a certain time, I think, every year, is it? Or every few years? That the men of Ulster will feel the pangs that women feel at childbirth uh, without the, obviously, without the child resulting. So I guess that makes it even uh, even more painful than not getting anything out of it. Another time, the men of Ulster were th- were in their pangs, This affliction, Fergus said, never came to our women or our youths or anyone not from Ulster, and therefore not to Cahollon or to his father. None dared shed the blood of Ulstermen in this state. If they did, the pangs themselves would fall on them, or else decay or a short life. So that tells you how the men of Ulster survived when these pangs were going on. uh, Fergus continues speaking. Twenty seven marauders came from the islands of Faiki. They broke into the rear enclosure as we lay in our pangs. The women there started screaming. The boy troop heard their scream from the field of play and ran toward them. But when they saw those dark men, the boy troop took flight, all but Cuhallan, that is. He attacked them with throwing stones and his hurling stick and killed nine of them. "'though they left him with fifty wounds. "'Then the remainder made off. "'What wonder that the man who did these deeds "'before he was five years old "'should cut off the heads of those four. "'Indeed we know the boy,' Conall Cernok said. "'And I, not the least, I fostered him. "'It wasn't long after that, "'after what Fergus has told, "'that Cúholin did another deed.' And here, just within the story itself, is it wonderful. Uh, you have Kanal and Fergus sitting around trading stories about Kuhalan in a way that probably the people who performed these stories were doing the same thing. He says, uh, now Kanal Cernok is telling the story, It happened that Kulan the smith was getting ready to entertain Congavar. He asked him not to bring too great a company, for he had no land or property to provide the feast only what he earned by his tongs and his two hands so Konkavar set out with only 50 chariotfuls only 50 chariotfuls of the highest and mightiest of his champions to accompany him first he visited the playing field it was his habit always going and coming to greet the boys and have their blessing so it was that he saw koholin playing ball against three times 50 boys and beating them. Three times 50 in these stories is sort of like encountering the, uh, the number forty, forty years, 40 days, 40 this and that uh, in the Bible. Three times 50. When they played shoot the goal, it was Guhalin, who filled the hole with his shots, and they were helpless against him. When it was their turn to shoot at the hole altogether, three times fifty of them, he turned them aside single-handed and not one ball got in. When it was time to wrestle, he overthrew by himself the whole three fifties of them, and there wasn't room around him for the number needed to throw him. When they played the stripping game, he stripped them all stark naked. They couldn't even pluck the brooch from his cloak. And here we have to imagine, I guess, something like uh, um an Iron Age or a Dark Age version, I guess uh, the most familiar image now would be of Hogwarts, uh, where you have the idea uh, in Irish society at this time, and it's all through the stories of, of children being, uh, boys, of boys being fostered off to uh, other men who will train them usually uh, to be soldiers and you have the idea of all these boys being together and Kuhalan is, is the best of them by far um, and all of these games and of course uh, the scene didn't start with games it started with uh, an invasion I almost think of the, the Vikings invading the coast of Ireland and England at the time I wonder if that might be where some of that imagery comes from and even then uh, Chulainn beats them off so after these games, Konkavar was amazed at this. He asked, would there be the same difference in their deeds when they came to manhood? And they all said that there would. Konkavar said to Kohalan, come with me. You will be a guest at this feast we are going to. I haven't had my fill of play yet, friend Konkavar," the boy said, the boy who's seven years old. I will follow after you. Later, when they had all arrived at the feast, "'Kulan said to Konkavar, "'Is there anybody still to come after you?' "'No,' Konkavar said, forgetting the arrangement "'that his foster son was to follow him. "'I have a savage hound,' Kulan said. Three chains are needed to hold him, "'with three men on each chain. "'Let him loose,' he ordered, "'to guard our cattle and other stock. "'Shut the gate of the enclosure.' "'Soon, though, the boy arrived,' and the hound started out for him, but Kuhalan still attended to his game. He tossed his ball up and threw his hurling stick after it and struck it. The length of his stroke never varied. Then he would cast his javelin after both and catch it before it fell. His game never faltered, though the hound was tearing toward him. Konkavar and his people were in such anguish at this that they couldn't stir. You can just see from this paragraph how cinematic it is, and what uh, what possibilities a, a storyteller could make of just this paragraph. Let's read that again. Um, by the way, this is a funny story. I, I've often heard heard it said that uh, that when Neil Neil Diamond is in concert, if he uh, a friend of mine told me a long time ago that if he played one of his famous songs and uh, And all of a sudden, you know, the song comes to an end, and he says uh, he liked the way they played it. And he would be so enthused that he would just say, let's play that again. So I think I'm going to start doing that whenever I can here. And this is a good chance to see how these storytellers would work. Uh, You have the idea of the boy coming down the road, still playing his game. Soon the boy arrived, and the hounds started out for him. But Kuhalan still attended to his game. He tossed his ball up and threw his hurling stick after it and struck it. The length of his stroke never varied. Then he would cast his javelin after both and catch it before it fell. His game never faltered, though the hound was tearing towards him, and all of a sudden you pull back and you see Kankovar and his people, who were watching the whole thing, were in such anguish at this that they could not stir. They were sure they couldn't reach him alive, even if the enclosure gate was open the hound sprang. Cahalan tossed the ball aside and the stick with it and tackled the hound with his two hands. He clutched the hound's throat apple in one hand and grasped its back with the other. He smashed it against the nearest pillar and its limbs leapt from its sockets. According to another version, he threw his ball into its mouth and so tore out its entrails. Then the Ulstermen rose up to meet him, some of them over the rampart, others through the gate of the enclosure. They carried him to Conchobar's bosom. They gave a great cry of triumph, that the son of the king's sister had escaped death. Kulan stood in his house, the smith Kulan. You are welcome, boy, for your mother's heart's sake. But for my own, I did badly to give this feast. My life is a waste and my household like a desert with the loss of my hound. He guarded my life and my honor, he said. A valued servant, my hound. And he was also guarding his cattle, as you remember. Uh, A valued servant, my hound, taken from me. He was, here we go. He was shield and shelter for our goods and herds. He guarded all of our beasts at home or out in the fields. And you can guess that none of that uh, or all I mean all of that speech is in deadly earnest, basically having taken away uh, someone's security. But Kuhalan says this, that doesn't matter. I'll rear you a pup <coughs> excuse me, I'll rear you a pup from the same pack until that hound grows up to do his work. I will be your hound and guard yourself and your beasts, and I will guard all, all of the Mirthamne plain. No herd or flock will leave my care unknown to me. Kuhalan shall be your name, Kathbad said, the Hound of Kulan. I like that for a name, Kuhalan said. And Conal Sarnak finishes the story by saying, What a wonder that the man who did this at the end of his sixth year should do a great deed at the present time when he is full seventeen. And when he is full seventeen, that is when the time Kunia is taking place, and that is uh, a whole other episode. I'll probably read a few episodes from that uh, in the next few weeks or so. Um, but there's so much there. Uh, the idea of games being uh, a stand-in for war, the idea of boys being stand-ins for men, uh, of youth, of their necessarily not being a... Uh, Uh, a childhood at this time, either the deep mythological time or the 7th or 8th century Ireland. Uh, The entire thing being a a fairly brutal place. The idea of the huge feast, the honor given to someone who uh, is able to host it, and uh, and also that the... uh, I don't know if anyone has mentioned this... um, But the idea that Kulan is a smith you remember my poem that I read a few weeks ago called Song of the Smith you almost wonder if uh, there are other stories and I'll have to look at this and uh, mention it later if I find it I wonder if there are other stories where Kuhalan is actually the son of a smith to have him associated with a smith in this way and also just the idea of associating um, associating human strength and human uh, physical achievement with that of animals. Gohaland says, I will be your hound. It is not the sense at all that there is in Gilgamesh or in the, uh, I guess, in the, in the biblical tradition where you would uh, denigrate a human being who... That you would compare, that you would compare someone to an animal if you wanted to insult them, or or the uh, the image of uh, Enkidu being some sort of a wild man because he is living in nature. There seems to be the idea here that Kuhalan is uh, a bit of everything, and that it is necessary in order to be this this hero at this time uh, to have something like animal traits and really there's also the final one i can think of is uh, how many times do we see it in stories i'm thinking now uh, because uh, the cycle of torah readings is inching back towards uh, the book of genesis at the end of september or early october so i'm thinking of all of the name changes that occur in the book of genesis and what that means that you're you almost become a new person when you are given a name you either become a new person or you are uh, ratified you are certified um, you are uh, given your certificate as it were when you are given a new name to go on and uh, become the person that you were uh, fated to be so uh, with that I do hope to get back into these myths uh, every week or so, and this was a fun one to get back into it all with. Any comments or suggestions for readings I should make in future episodes can be emailed to humanvoiceswakeus, the number one, at gmail.com.